Hey there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you once again for joining us on another special episode featuring Christian from the Friday Night Panel, where we talk about the Olympics, in particular, boxing at the Olympics that are going to be occurring this July in Tokyo. And what do you have today for us, Christian? Well, Graham, for the last couple of days now, we've been uh, we've been talking a little bit about these AIBA grants that are coming out, uh, though that the national federations as well as continental uh, conferences can now apply for. And we talked about how the national federations are going to be able to access upwards of about $20,000 US. Now, I'm, now, that money hasn't come out yet. Now, we're just at the point now where they're starting to be able to make those applications for grants. And one of the discussions that you and I have been having uh, both here on the segment as well as privately, has been about how how that money is going to affect different people. And we've said before that, you know, for us or our friends in Britain or something like that, that an extra $20,000 in the kitty may or may not make a difference. But where where's that money going to go for uh, in countries where they have a, still developing their national boxing program? And to kind of underline what we've been talking about, I came across a story this morning that I wanted to share with you. Uh, so currently, the Boxing Federation of Zimbabwe is appealing to the corporate world as well as well-wishers to assist in raising $2,000 US in order to send its technical director, Stephen, Stephen Masia Bumbai, to a high-level course in Dubai. Now, Masia Bumbai has been shortlisted for a 10-day high-level international boxing association three-star referee and judge course that starts on Friday in Dubai. You guys will remember we had a three-star AIBA judge here uh, on the show a couple of weeks back, uh, Jennifer Huggins. There's not that many of them around. So, and this course is going to cost them a couple of thousand dollars they just don't have at this point in time. Uh, let's see, doo -doo -doo. where do we go here? There we are. So, uh, Arvian Mata, the Zimbabwean uh, Boxing Federation Secretary General said, this is an elite course that will enable a Zimbabwean official to qualify to officiate even at the Olympics. However, though, since this is not an international Olympic Committee event, participants do have to pay their own course fees and airfare, which add up to about $2,000 US. We're appealing to cor the corporate world and well-wishers to help us raise that amount so that the Zimbabwe Boxing Federation's technical director attends. This is good for the sport of boxing as a whole. Now, Masia Mbumbai has, has to leave the country by Thursday to join the 26 other participants drawn from Africa, um, the Americas, Asia, and Europe. Participants were selected from, uh, from the 201 federations affiliated with the AIBA. So Africa has seven prospective three-star uh, referees and judges. Uh, Masia Mbumbai from Zimbabwe, Zambia's Darius Kabwe, uh, Godfrey Piercy from Botswana, and the Egyptian pair of Mohammed Kamal Abdusalam and Mustafa Ismail Abbas Abbas, as well as the Tunisian duo of Halmi Sassi and Sarah Boulel, who are set to attend this course. So expanding, expanding the number of uh, three-star AIBA referees and judges in, on the African continent. So this is what we've been talking about, Graham. Now we're talking, this isn't a big sum of, sum of money, at least not what we would consider a large sum of money here in the West at all. We're talking, that's oh, a couple of grand. You know, I, my muffler broke in my car a couple of weeks ago. That cost me $1,000. And you go, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's living expenses. You just you sign, you write it off, and you keep moving along. $2,000, though, is now the difference between having a three-star AIBA judge in your stable or not. 
So if anyone out there in uh, in the boxing world or anyone out there watching has an extra couple of grand lying around in their back pocket and wants to do something good for the sport of boxing, and specifically the, Zim, uh, sorry, the Zimbabwe Boxing Federation, get in touch. Get in touch with the, with the ZBF, and uh, they would be happy to hear from you before uh, Thursday. Moving on from there, though. Canadian boxer Mandy Bujold, uh, the voices uh, lining up behind her are growing again. So uh, Mandy Bujold now has the heritage, Canadian Heritage Minister Stephen uh, Gilbo in her corner. Gilbo, who over oversees amateur sport here in Canada, has sent a letter to the International Olympic Committee and its president, Thomas Bach, asking for the IOC to reconsider its stance and give the two-time Pan American Games champion a spot at the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. Bujol's fate, as you guys all know, is currently uh, lays in the hands of the Court for Arbit Court of Arbitration for Sport after her qualifying tournament was scrapped due to the pandemic. So Bujold and her lawyer, Sylvie Rodrigo, originally lost their appeal to the IOC earlier this month, leaving the Court uh, for Arbitration for Sport as her last chance to box in what would be her final Olympic Games. Uh, Gilbo wrote, I would like to take this opportunity to extend my full support for Ms. Bujold's inclusion in these games. Sorry, let me see here. The government of Canada is committed to creating an environment in which women and girls can safely and confidently engage in all sports at all ages and at all levels. Much like the International Olympic Committee, we have set a target to achieve gender equality in sport, and we fund research to increase the representation and participation of girls and women in sport. A critical part of that inclusive and encouraging environment is ensuring that inspiring women like Ms. Bujold can achieve the same accolades as their male counterparts, regardless of their family status. The decision by the International Olympic Committee to consider rankings only for three events held during an 11-month period in 2018 and 19 as qualifiers for the Tokyo Games represents a huge system, systemic failure. Making the decision to become a mother in 2018 should not penalize Ms. Bujold from having the opportunity to compete in the Olympic Games. Uh, based on uh, the specified time frame decided retroactively by the IOC, a time frame during which Ms. Bujold was pregnant and then on maternity leave caring for her newborn child. So uh, Gilbo uh, went on to say that the Tokyo Games won't be the same without the 33-year-old Bujold, who was previously ranked number two in the Americas. He says, purely from a boxing perspective, the tournament in Tokyo will not truly be world-class without Ms. Bujold involved. With two Pan American gold medals and a fifth place finished at the Rio 2016 Olympiad, Ms. Bujold is a proven fierce competitor. She is a trailblazer, a champion, and an, insp an inspiration to many. So the number of voices uh, kind of lining up behind uh, Mandy Bujold here in her, her hopeful spot within these games is growing, as we see. I haven't seen anything as of yet, and I, let me know if you have, Graham, but I haven't seen anything as of yet to indicate that this is actually going to make a huge difference for us, other than just furthering that conversation that we've been talking about for a while now. But the number of people and, you know, the stature of the people who are getting behind her has been growing as well. You know, with Billie Jean King, um, now the uh, Heritage Minister for Canada, as well as Canadian Olympic gold medalist Lennox Lewis. So we'll see how it comes, and we're going to continue to bring you stories about this as they unfold. So 
Moving along, though, uh, someone who did get some good news on this front uh, as far as their qualification goes. Antiguan boxer Alston Ryan is going to be competing at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics after he was recently awarded a quota slot this summer for the summer's games by the uh, governing body in the Americas. So this means that the boxer who won bronze at the Pan American Games in 2019 is the second Antiguan athlete to be assured a spot at the July 23rd to August 8th Olympic Games in Japan. Sprinter CJ Green qualified in the 100-meter event just this past March. Secretary General at the National Olympic Committee for Antigua, Cliff Williams, explained that uh, Ryan's spot in the Games was assured utilizing rankings as a means of qualifying boxers for the Olympics, with Ryan ranking fifth in the lightweight division internationally, or in the Americas at least. The boxer uh, is actually part of the UK-based Repton Boxing Club and is the first Antiguan boxer to win a medal at a major games. So good news, we've got uh, some friend of ours from down in the islands there uh, moving into the games. Moving along, though, this next one is a bit of a departure from what we normally talk about here on the, uh, this segment, Graham. Now, this was a this was a, a, an article I came across this morning in World Boxing News. Um, and this one is definitely going to apply for our friends here in Canada, but around the world is going to have varying levels of uh, success slash legality. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, so at first glance, CBD oil, which is derived from cannabis, doesn't seem to go in line with uh, the boxing world. However, it has been shown to be a potent anti-inflammatory. And this article deals with uh, why some trainers are starting to recommend CBD oil to the boxers that they are training. Uh, and it is for its anti-inflammatory, it is the anti-inflammatory properties of most painkillers that make them worthwhile in the first place. So and if you've ever been in a boxing match or even to a boxing match, then there's really no doubt that you know the usefulness of painkillers. It is what it is. So the best results of CBD oil are shown in the treatment of chronic pain. Boxers endure a lot of pain because they are taking hit after hit and continue to fight. Now, this is because most boxers have mastered different ways of reducing inflammation and relieving pain after an injury. CBD oil helps in reducing inflammation and reduces pain from its source and makes it the reason why it's recommended to boxers as well as other athletes. Now, this can help in a number of different ways, though. Uh, one of the major ones is in traumatic brain injury and helping with traumatic brain injury. Uh, research reveals that CBD uh, oil has neurodegenerative properties that can help protect boxers from contracting a traumatic brain injury. Now, a boxer can develop a chronic, uh, a chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, an encephalopathy uh, simply means a damage or a disease that affects the brain. And that happens when there's a change in the way our brains work or a change in the body that affects the brains, uh, that affects your brain. And those changes can lead to things like an altered mental state and, you know, not acting or feeling the way that you normally do, as well as, you know, just uh, altered capacities as well and faculties. Um, now, that can happen when they've sustained many concussions. One of the, which is, of course, one of the most severe forms of a traumatic brain injury. Boxers had shown an improvement in this condition when uh, combining the use of THC and CBD. Increased cannabinoid content in the body can bring about significant changes in the body, such as recreating and repairing damaged brain cells. It can also help, uh, it says here, with the nutritional value. 
that boxers are intaking. So boxers involve themselves in extreme workouts, hence the need for foods that have a lot of nutritional value. CBD oils have been realized to contain most of the nutrients that are needed by boxers. Hemp oils used to manufacture CBD oils are rich in essential fatty acids like alpha linolenic as well as linolenic acid. They are also good, a good source of proteins as well as vitamin E and other health enhancing mineral, minerals such as sodium, magnesium, sulfur, zinc, and iron. And finally, it can really help improve sleep. So one of the most important things for athletes, boxers not excluded in this by any, by any stretch, is sleep. When one sleeps, that's when you know swelling goes down, muscles recover, bruising oxidizes, other body healing processes begin to occur. That's why when we wake up, we're feeling a little bit more healthy than we did after taking a bit of a beating. Uh, they'll also be able to perform better when they're in the ring with a better night's sleep. Sleep helps reduce anxiety the night before a fight. Um, CBD oil also does have the uh, added benefit on its own of helping to reduce anxiety. So those are a couple of the ways that uh, that CBD oil can help. And as such, it is starting to be recommended more frequently to boxers. Now, I can't stress this part of this enough, though, uh, for anyone who's watching. Before you start taking any kind of supplement or painkiller, regardless of whether it's over-the-counter, prescription, or if it's an all-natural substance, uh, not substitute, but um, help me with the word, Graham. I'm losing it. Supplement. There we go. I said it a moment ago. Even if it's an all-natural su uh, supplement, before you start taking anything uh, in that to go along with your training, uh, we fully recommend that you do speak to, first and foremost, your doctor, physician, but also your coaches and your trainers as well. Certain substances are going to be, uh, you know, before you, depending if you're just training for fun, uh, as opposed to if you're training with competition in mind. So if you're training with competition in mind, you also need to be fully aware of any and all approved slash prohibited uh, substances that may uh, that may take you out of competition if they're found in your bloodstream. Also, depending on where you are in the world, like here in Canada, CBD oil is over the counter. I have five shops within a 10 minute walk of my home right now where I can go purchase it. Whereas other, uh, where you might be watching this in other places of the world, this may be a prohibited, not just in sport, but uh, but a full-blown prohibited substance. So make sure you do your research before you get involved in anything. But if it is available to you and it is legal and it's okay with your trainers, it's something you may want to look into for uh, for part of your post-workout slash post-training uh, post, post uh, recovery regimen. But talk to the doctors first. Uh, I, was, I was muted there. That's why uh, you weren't uh, hearing me. Yeah. Um, yeah, super good points. Uh, uh, Scarlett Delgado uh, had a nutritionist on uh, a week or two ago on her show discussing various supplements that are and aren't uh, going to be allowed. And I, I don't I don't recall whether CBD was brought up in particular, but it's, it's a great issue. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kind of curious uh, how that's going to flush out in the future. Uh, one of the comments from uh, our boys over at Last Bell Boxing uh, has weighed in on the Lithuanian uh, tournament. Um, it looks like we did uh, not cover that one, Carl. Uh, I know you only caught the end of the show yesterday, which is good because you know you caught in time for me to take a poke at the English. But um, no, we did not. But our friends in the UK from the tournament in Lithuania brought home five golds, a silver, and two bronzes. So they've been busy. And I have to assume that they're headed back into training camp very shortly as we are going to be coming up to in 
just a little over a week and a half now, I think, before the Europe, the rescheduled European qualifiers taking place in Paris. So I got to assume that everyone's going to be in recovery mode at this point in time. All right. There's one uh, boxer in particular from UK I've got my eye on. I think his name is Callum French. Um, it seems like he could go quite far in the Olympics. Anyway, that uh, I know he did well in Lithuania uh, at the uh, Soccer Cast tournament. Um, but yeah, this, this, sorry, I'm still stuck on CBD oil, quite frankly, because it's one of these, uh, you know, it, it contains no THC. It's completely beneficial on so many different levels. I'm surprised it hasn't come up more in the news and the headlines in terms of uh, supplements that uh, athletes are allowed to use these days. Uh, in the past, it was more on the, the chemically derived basis. Now we've got some natural supplements that obviously have various levels of benefit attached to them. So it's a good discussion, and I hope uh, we get some professional weigh-in on that one. Well, like I said, I think a lot of the reason why we're only starting to see some of this kind of coming to light now, and we're starting to see people talk about it more often now, is that as we start to see, uh, you know, industrialized countries, uh, you know, such as ourselves, and it's happening in the U.S. as well, where we're, where they've legalized recreational cannabis, because right now the issue mainly in a lot of places in the world for things like CBD oil is where it's derived from. So even though it in of itself is non-psychoactive. And so, I mean, if you're taking CBD oil, you're not going to get high. You're not going to catch a buzz from it. Pardon me. So, but because of where it's derived from and the plant itself being a prohibited substance that is derived from in a lot of places in the world, anything that has anything to do with uh, with cannabis plant becomes a taboo subject. And it just, they, people just back right away from it. Uh, the regulations around the, prohibit, the uh, prohibition of the plant has been kind of strangling or at least hobbling the uh, the uh, research and development side of things on the non-psychoactive side of things. So as we see more more places start to, you know, lighten restrictions on the total prohibition of cannabis plants, we're going to see more research and development going into the non-psychoactive side of things. And we're going to see more products start to come out uh, as opposed to just oils. And now there's also, you know, there's sprays, there's, uh, you know, you know, there's fizzy drinks and things like that, you know, sparkling waters, you know, guava, passion fruit, you know, sparkling waters that are CBD drinks and things like that. So as we see more, uh, more of a commercial element start to emerge and we see, you know, everyday Joe's starting to buy CBD products. As soon as the money's there, then the research is there and then they start pushing more and more forward. Things like this are going to be consumer driven in the early days. Um, and as it becomes more and more common, we're going to start to see it start to seep into uh, other places in sport and hopefully within our own uh, community as well. It's great to see I have uh, Big T in my corner. He's uh, letting me know that uh, Callum French is, in fact, not on the uh, British boxing team, uh, qualified for the Olympics. But in fact, he's in the same weight class as Luke McCormack. Uh, so uh, I think we're going to be able to, you know, there's a because I, I I hate to do this, but you know we're we're going to expect good things from pretty much most of the British squad. I don't see too many uh, first round losses from the British side on this. Although we didn't see great things from the McCormick brothers at the last uh, last tournament we covered that they were in. I'm trying to remember which one that was off the top of my head right now, but that's an outlier. I I, I expect big things from uh, from pretty much. Everyone across, you know, you have Fraser Clark, you've got not Big T, obviously, you've got Ben Whitaker, 
um, you know, as well as the as well as the McCormick brothers. Um, and that's on the guy the guy side of things, and we've covered uh, we've covered Karis Artenstall as well as uh, Price and uh, a few of the other uh, female fighters from the Britain before already. So they've got a strong side, and that's partially just having great boxers, but also that comes from having a really well developed boxing program where you can take someone who is a decent boxer, an okay boxer, and you can put them through, you know, tried, tested, proven training techniques with really good coaches, really good, bo- you know, uh, trainers and really good medical staff behind them. So it's a lot of it has to do with that infrastructure. We enjoy a lot of that infrastructure here as well. First story we talked about today, Zimbabwe. These guys are scrambling to raise two grand to get uh, one of their officials uh, to a to a course in Dubai. So the infrastructure goes a long way to taking what was already a good boxer, you know, taking good boxers and making them better. So a lot of the behind, and they're, they are the unsung heroes, really, at the end of the day, because that's not, we don't spend a ton of time talking about trainers and doctors and coaches and things like that. Our focus, as well as most of the people who watch this, their focus is in the ring, right? But we can expect big things because they've got a really good machine behind them. Yes, they do. And so do a lot of other countries. Uh, let's not, it's good. That's why I'm so looking forward to this Olympics. There's been a lot of uh, changes, developments. Uh, you know, now you've got a proper group of people who are leading these various programs, the contribution that AIBA is putting towards uh, developing nations. There's been a, a whack of really good things we've been reporting on over the past few months. Uh, a lot of input from around the world. Uh, not just live in chat, but uh, private messages that are sent to us, informing us what has been going on around the world in the various programs. So it's all good, all really good. I'm really excited about the Olympics this year. I know they're going to take place, and uh, happy to see such a variety of boxing programs doing well, especially at these uh, tournaments that are still ongoing, for example, in Europe, uh, and also the big ones coming up very soon that we've been itching to talk about for some time now. Well, so the next big, big one coming up, let's say is the 18th. So on the 21st, so it's in three days time. That's when we're starting off that, uh, the ASBC Asian, uh, tournament, Asian championships, uh, in Dubai now, not New Delhi. I almost said New Delhi. Uh, right. In Dubai, we'll, we'll, we'll be waiting to see if, uh, the Indian team gets their visas in time for that one. But I uh, haven't heard any updates on that as of today. We uh, They still don't have them. But I'll let you know if they get their hands on them. And we'll be taking a look at what's going on in that tournament a little later in the week. And then that rolls us almost right into the uh, European qualifiers. Right. Exactly. So we've got a lot to discuss. Uh, really enjoyed uh, what you brought up today. That's pretty diverse material. I'm pretty sure our viewers are enjoying that as well. Uh, and we'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good. I will be here.